0: I don't care who you are or what you do, but you have to deal with influences. The influences coming from the people around you and from the tools you use, the services that you interact with. We are influenced all day, every day. And so being able to spot those tools of influence might be handy. That's what we're going to talk about today on Think Jargon.
1: Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert, Jared Broussard, and digital content creator, Stuart Polton.
0: Hey, Jared. Hey, hey Stuart. Yeah, um, I'm feeling a little slow today. It's, yeah, uh, what about you? Yeah,
2: same, a little groggy, but hey nothing to energize you more <laughs> than a nice podcast.
0: Well, I, I used to, uh, for those that don't know, I'm British, and I'm used to looking out the window and having a gray, gloomy day outside, and oh, uh, yeah. that's certainly the case here. So let's create our own sunshine. Let's we? do it. Okay, so I want to talk to you today about a subject that that in, that touches everybody. It's, um, okay. it's a presentation that I gave earlier on this week to a whole bunch of uh, graduating seniors at college. Okay. And the the whole thing centers around influence and the tools of persuasion. You see, I think the most valuable thing that I've learned as I've grown, whether it be in business or or with the relationships that I have, is uh, is being able to maintain kind of like a balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think that human beings live on sort of a spectrum. Like you can be one of those people on one side of the spectrum, which is depressed and inactive. Yeah. I think on the other side of the spectrum, you can have uh, euphoric and manic, right? The, yeah. You know, you know who they are. Oh, absolutely. Well, somewhere in the middle is is what I would consider to be balanced. And I've noticed that the most successful people have this balance about themselves, where they, that that is that is um, that is consistent. And in my experience, the only way you maintain balance is is to have control over yourself. Sure. Now, on those moments when you kind of drift off that center point, it's yeah. usually because someone or something is exerting an influence over you. So in an attempt to encourage people and help people to maybe be able to be a little bit more balanced and in control of themselves, I came up with these 10 things that I know to be tools of persuasion. Okay. You want to go through those today and see if we can spot some examples in in the marketing realm where sure. those things are are, are applied to yeah, us. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I apologise. This is this is a little <laughs> more than um, <laughs> we perhaps used to first thing first thing on a morning. But anyway. So the first one is going to be reciprocity. So reciprocity is the idea that human beings are inclined to want to repay a favour even if we didn't ask for it. Sure. Makes sense. It's why I, I have to refinance uh, the minivan this week. And mm-hmm. so I was at the car dealership and I must have gone to three or four different people in different departments. And every single time they said, can I get you a drink? Oh, really? That's this principle at work. Yeah. It's, um, and you, you're probably laughing because last time you went to get a car, the same thing happened to you. <laughs> um, the the example that I think about as far as marketing goes is, is those Nielsen car uh, oh, ratings things that come in. When those for those that don't know, those that aren't the old diaries. enough, diaries. Yeah, d- tell me what a Nielsen's rating card a survey is. Okay,
2: so like in the in the top fifty markets, um, Nielsen has an electronic metered market where you put this little contraption over the top of your t- television, and electronically it will monitor what you're watching. Well, if you're not in a top fifty market, Nielsen has what's called diaries, and they mail them out to people randomly. And you're a sample size of, you know, of an audience. And um, the diary is this just this, you know, little booklet that has sort of a calendar format. And each day you're supposed to go in and write, you know, at nine o'clock, I watched, you know, Good Morning America. And at you know, seven o'clock at night, we watched American Idol. And you literally have to go in and write the time, the network, the name of the show how long you watched it, and it's um, pretty uh, meticulous in nature, and it is
0: archaic. The reason for it is pre-YouTube and online video, it was the only way for advertisers to have any idea how many eyeballs were on a television show. So it's how they sold advertising was this Nielsen rating. The point here at play is that when you get one of those surveys in the mail, they've got a dollar in there as well. (laughs) And if you fill out the long one, they give you $5. <laughs> wow. And this the spirit of and reciprocity. And people get
2: excited about it. They
0: do. They do. You get a dollar in the mail for, for nothing. You will spend the 15 minutes. So it seems unreasonable. But it's yeah. the spirit of reciprocity at work in, in that. that, that um, that's why they put in the dollar in the Nielsen's rating thing. Uh, most of these, by the way, are irrational. As we go through these, it's they're, they're irrational biases that we are susceptible to. So mm. listen and learn second one is anger. Um, I had to throw this one in there. It's not really a principle. It's more a method that people use to influence people. Um, and we've all been there. We've all been in situations where someone is yelling at us or someone is being obnoxious. Um, they're trying to make you a little uncomfortable. Um, I started being able to handle those situations a lot better when I reframed what anger is, from mm, okay. my experience, I find that people that um, you know are, that exert anger and the cousin violence, right, which is the next step, these are people who are one step away from having nothing else to say. Mm. And so, if it's some kind of a conflict that's led to a point where a person's yelling at you, you just know you're one step away from winning, and they're proving it because they're angry. Wow.
2: That's interesting. I've never thought of it that way.
0: If 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 you if you can define a thing like anger in that way, you'll start actually looking at a person like I've just got to get through this or or anyway, bottom line is is you should never tolerate anger or violence. Period. Sure. Ever walk away. You're always better eliminating a source of anger than trying to placate it. Anger is not rational. Don't engage with it. It never ends well.
2: And does that is that kind of, you know, how does that play into this balance? equation
0: so So it's it's an influence that will kick you off balance got it you know it may it may make you depressed it it will it Mm. will kick you off that place where you have a firm grip over yourself it's interesting and yeah uh, i like that social proof is number three so social proof states that when a person doesn't know what to do they'll look around at the people around them and they'll assume that they're doing the right thing Mm. and they'll copy the people around them Okay. It's where that principle that grandma used to tell you, know, careful who you surround yourself oh, with. Oh, yeah. 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 You're the sum total of your five best friends or something yep. like that. Yep. You are who you hang out with. Exactly. So, my marketing, uh, how to apply this in marketing um, observation would be um, like a restaurant. You know, if I owned a restaurant, I would pay 20 of my best friends to line up outside for now Yeah.
2: Because
0: you know, people are going to look at that and assume yeah. that there's something good going on inside. Oh, absolutely.
2: It's like uh, the old adage: you have two restaurants right next to each other, one's jammed packed and one is completely empty. Studies show that people will still go to the jam-packed one because even if they have to wait, because they're they don't want to miss out on what's or they want to hang out with what you know the happening crowd
0: sure sure it is social proof at play influencing you yep maintain control yep so number four is commitment uh we probably know this better as the the confirmation bias the idea is this is that once you commit to an idea you you're biased towards proving yourself right okay so um let me think uh so so my takeaway is be careful what you commit to because this bias does exist and know that once you commit to something you're more likely to talk yourself into it it's why subscription services offer 30 days free
2: sure it's almost like the opposite of buyer's remorse
0: well yeah, it is. I mean, I've—I uh, think I'm signed up for just about every. Se- I'm, I'm not immune <laughs> to this, by the way. This isn't like, hey, right. I, I've discovered these secret slides. I just know that they exist, and it makes me laugh that I am subscribed to every subscription service except HBO. Why is that? Hmm. I
2: don't know. I don't know. i, I think it probably is because—and this is a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. I think it's because HBO is so completely confused on who the hell they are and they can't figure it out themselves. So how are they supposed to market it to other people? There's HBO, there's HBO max, there's HBO, Uh, plus, plus there's HBO this, there's (laughs) HBO that. So I think they have an identity crisis going on, but that's a whole nother
0: topic for a whole nother day. Perhaps. Number five is, uh, is doubt. So this one needs a bit of explaining, um, as do most of the things that are in my head. So think of, think of doubt or or not knowing as being kind of like a void in your head. Okay. Okay. And like all vacuums, they want to be filled. Hmm. The desire to fill the void leaves you inclined to accept the opinions of other perhaps quicker than you should. And so my my lesson here or takeaway that I hope people hear is that find out where you have doubt okay. and work to shore up those areas. Okay. Because if you see those spaces in your mind as being voids and you know that, especially when challenged, that you're going to... Um, no one likes to be uh to not know right sure and so in an abs- in, in an attempt to try and avoid that moment where you're 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 demonstrated to to not know you will um you will accept the opinions of others rather than live with doubt got it so if you have doubt about a certain thing that matters you really should fill that void before someone can use it as a tool of influence against you okay okay um, let's think, I'm not going to go through all of this. <clears throat> Again, this is a presentation I gave from a stage. There's plenty more examples, but we're limited on time today. So let's jump straight to number six. Number six is the friends preference. And that's that we are likely, to, uh, more likely to accept the opinions of people we like. And what's worth noting is the reser- re- reverse of that, which we are uh, more inclined to dismiss the opinions of people we don't like.
2: I can totally see this one.
0: Yeah. So the rational way to look at this is is that that's stupid. We, you know, it, there's there's no connection between whether, um, let's say, for example, that I didn't like you. you, hey, you hey, 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 hey. I know, I know. It's <laughs> stupid, right? But if I didn't like how you, how could that possibly happen? That that doesn't that that has no connection to whether you're right or wrong about a subject. Correct. And so, but I'm biased to dismiss you just because I don't like you.
2: But I, I think it's like sort of innate or natural to have that kind of uh cognition or or, uh reaction um you know it's almost like you know you don't you want to be the complete opposite of those who you dislike or um
0: you know lack respect for so you you brought up in a previous podcast that that book tribes by you know by mr gordon yep so that you know that's that's this principle at work you know we all like to think um because we're social animals that the people my friends are just like me yeah but can i point out for a second that there's absolutely no one on the planet just like you isn't that weird that we aspire to something that we know to be false Yeah. yeah anyway so um have you watched the social dilemma the um the documentary on netflix yes. right now yes so in that they talk about the techniques that um silicon valley startups mm-hmm. use to if they call it growth hacking sure it's this preference right here is the friend's preference yeah absolutely. Know, one person then 10 friends then one you know one person turns into 10 more people and 10 turned into 100 yep. and blah, blah 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 number seven is fear <clears throat> so um you know we are all or especially when we're younger, we have fears, right? Yeah. For the purpose of this discussion, being told no is perhaps the most stupid fear that you absolutely have to get over if you're going to do anything in business. Yeah. Um, people often- Especially talk- sales. Because I was <laughs> going to say, that's, that's my example, <laughs> is that people talk about um, how challenging and how uncomfortable sales are because yep. the- the point of that job is to bring the conversation to a point where you're going or you're likely to get a no, and nobody likes to get a no. No one likes rejection. Sure, how did you get over it? Because you clearly, I mean, you've... Um, it was tough at first,
2: because I definitely had that fear of rejection, and it was through um, really just through going through the process, and it absolutely, you know, when you're forced to do it, when you're on 100% commission, uh, they teach you that no is just that next step to a yes. So every, you know, every, every nine no's um, leads to a one. Yes. So it's like one out of 10. So I, to speak. I
0: totally agree with you. And so, so my, 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 um, my suggestion if you don't like being told no is numb yourself to it i would encourage you to every day make it a job to to put yourself in in a situation 10 times where people tell you no yeah like almost ask for it like so an example would be you go to starbucks you buy a cup of coffee sure just ask for a dollar off what's the worst they can say no. no. Yeah. Walk up to somebody and say, "May I have ten dollars?" <laughs> just, just put yourself there. Like, no, and eventually it'll be like, "Done,
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're also asking yourself for, you know, a punch
0: in the face. Well, oh yeah. Uh, you, you, know. d- d- you exercise judgment. <laughs> okay number eight is scarcity this one's obvious you know the principle is this that we we value a scarce resource simply because it is scarce and to prove the point here we are at the end of covid and how many of us have a a cupboard full of toilet rolls and paper towels it's
2: it's the number one technique in marketing they you know that that's why you have these countdown tickers on um, landing pages for um you know event signups or um subscriptions it's like they'll have this timer ticking down and that's all about scarcity. And it's about like, okay, you know, you've got, you know, six hours before this quote unquote offer expires.
0: That's you know. crazy, and they have those, uh, you know, only three left in stock, sort of right. thing, on the yeah. website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got into live streaming, and something made me chuckle that speaks to this principle. Um, so, so all of the live streaming events ask you to register, yeah. right? And then they they push you towards an air date when that event's going to happen. Every single live stream event is then archived on the website. Oh, absolutely. Like like the whole process seems stupid until you realize that this is actually a principle of influence that works. Yeah, it does. Okay, we won't get into the obvious example of higher-end products. They all do it. Um, I did learn about a, is it a Berker bag, Birkin bag? Your wife would probably know this I have no idea, but yeah, she probably My wife gave me this example. I'm like, okay, darling, they look exactly like the bags you buy at Target, (laughs) but... Uh, Yeah, it's two guys talking about purses. We're
2: we're probably not going to be effective communication here today.
0: Number nine is authority. And this is a really big deal. So we are more likely to accept the opinions of people we consider to be authoritative. Oh, absolutely. So we should be discerning about who we consider to have authority. Remember, authority is not something... That I'm told you have, therefore I should accept. Mm-hmm. You've got to determine who you think has authority on a subject. So, just because someone publishes a book or appears on television or is given a podium, or <laughs> the example I gave was you know, the presenting speaker in a sure. Zoom conference, because yeah. that's where I was when I gave this speech. Oh, man. <laughs> they all laughed. You, know, you can't simply accept them as an authority. You have any idea how easy it is to publish a book these days? I have no idea. It's so easy. To get on television, you just got to know the right people to get an interview on a subject. So don't just assume because a person is presented as an authority that they are. Because the truth is, is that if you make a mistake about um, assigning authority to a person and you're wrong, it'll cost you. Mm -hmm.
2: But it's, again, it's one of those human nature things. You see someone on TV, um, even just on a video, um, on a website or um celebrity a podcast. Um, you know, or anything like that. Um anything that someone can consume, uh, automatically they give uh it's almost like an innate kind of authority, um, uh, you know, credit to. You
0: know. I, I, and, and I know I'm I've been guilty of it too, but I'm I'm just there to point out that you're better off being more discerning about to whom you give that authority. Don't just assume that a person is a good because point. of where they are. Yeah. Number 10. Last one is ignorance. So this is a bit like doubt. We actually use the word ignorance in in, in describing the doubt, but ignorance is, is something permanent, uh, unlike specific voids. So ignorance is, is like a void in your mind with one important difference. And that while voids in specific knowledge can be appropriately filled, the larger void of ignorance can never be filled because the truth is nobody knows everything. So with that in mind, knowing that you will always be ignorant about something, Thing, i found it to be really helpful to to get comfortable with that notion because if somebody calls you stupid or if somebody points at an area where you're ignorant and you're not comfortable knowing that everyone is right it's, you can be influenced in that and pushed in one way or another sure so um i had the i had the um the students all repeat after me uh f- this is the best phrase i love this phrase it is i don't have enough information to form an opinion about mm-hmm. that <laughs> I like that, you know, because the the truth is, it requires a measure of humility. Sure, but I'll take I'll take the humble acknowledgement that I have room to grow, which is what that is, over that awful clammy, palmed feeling you get when you're caught trying to fake it until you oh, make sure. it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, yeah, let's re- recap. I've got uh, the ten tools of influence that that uh, I delivered in a presentation of this week are reciprocity, anger, social proof commitment also known as a confirmation bias doubt the friend's preference fear scarcity authority and ignorance and use the rewind button if you want the definition Just to recap, the most successful people I know live with a sense of balance in their lives. In order to achieve balance, you have to be in control of yourself. And this goes for business and personal life. Whenever you find yourself sliding down one side or another on the spectrum I described earlier on from center, it's going to be because something or someone is exerting an influence over you. And it's only if you can spot those tools, those techniques, do you have any chance of regaining control of yourself in that moment. Nice. Peace. Peace. (laughs) That was it? That's it. All
2: right.
1: Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.